Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 12 of season two of Transformers Animated. It is a bridge too close, part one. This episode was written by Marsha Griffin, whose name we know in this series. And the last time on Transformers Animated, Sari had her Kevin McAllister moment. And in this episode, the Constructicons are sworn in as Decepticons. And it takes a while. It takes quite a while. She's like, oh, pledge your undying allegiance to Megatron and then something else and then something else. And you think, oh, I guess he's done. Nope, he's not done. There's something else. And then here's the fourth thing I want you to do. And it is kind of funny. Okay, it's funny at the beginning where uh, Mix and Scrap are uh, repeating it, but out of sync with each other. But yeah, yeah, by the third, fourth, fifth thing they're repeating, the joke is dead. Anyway, (laughs) then they get branded. Yep, which also changes their colors to proper Constructicon green and purple so there's that but yeah it looks really fucking painful when megatron does it though oh they're screaming they're you know hunched over um but what megatron's doing next here's where the story is going is that he's got some all spark shards that he's got in a special container and he's going to use that to power the space bridge and some deck turns it on and yep we're <laughs> so it's back to the drawing board and meanwhile on the moon starscream has his troops lined up and my they're handsome most <laughs> handsome troops he's ever had and he installs the head on the last one that he's got here and he gives it a piece of his allspark shard and immediately it starts worrying about their chances against megatron so i guess this one's the coward yeah they're all well we find out each of them is a version of him or an exaggeration of a personality trait yeah there's cowardly i'm sure actually you told me off camera off camera yeah. you told me on Mike that um they they've got real names but i just called them cowardly egomaniac suck up liar and girl because they all <laughs> bicker and they fight and then the girl and this is very much a case of it's a girl the girl starscream is like don't idiot don't you see they're all versions of you and starscream says so uh what are you? And she says, don't ask. And like, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, you can ask Carl Jung about that one, I guess. But uh, back with Megatron <laughs> shockwaves on the phone and everything is going according to plan, just like Megatron said it would. And the Autobots are struggling to keep up with Decepticon activity in the outer rim. So it's making things really easy. Yes. And then comes the biggest what the fuck moment in this entire series thus far. Yeah, because Megatron's like, well, our space bridge isn't operational yet. So find Cybertron's top space bridge technician and get his ass over here by any means necessary. And Shockwave's like, well, let me just Google that. And Oh, that's odd. (laughs) The top space bridge technician is already on Earth. And lo and behold, it's Bulkhead. Uh, So uh, Bulkhead at Optimus HQ, he's painting a portrait of Sari. And there's, we have the, you know, mandatory moment where the other Autobots don't get it. But he's, he's legitimately doing cubism, or at least this cartoon's interpretation of cubism. Yeah, he says it's like Picasso early cubism, and Bumblebee's like, it looks like very early oil spill to me. And back with Megatron, he's got Bulkhead's driver's license on the screen now. And Shockwave points out that Bulkhead scored higher than any Autobot scientist on his space bridge aptitude test, but he sucks at literally everything else. Yeah, so he's basically an idiot savant. Yeah. But, I mean, but this means that the elite guard have this information on record. Why didn't they just put him in a lab and let him do equations? Or, or at the very least, why wasn't he in charge of the crew that he was on before if he's the expert uh, anyway we, anyway is right if we go to the blue car that we saw from the street racing episode velocity was it he's driving through the woods at 100 miles an hour and it's 
picking up Meg- or he's picking up Megatron and Shockwave's conversation, and Shockwave says an Autobot will never willingly help Megatron, but Megatron's gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. That was my <laughs> horrible Marlon this, this episode could have won me over if Bulkhead wakes up with a, like a severed horse head in his bed. That's not gonna <laughs> happen. Uh, back at Optimus HQ, everybody's giving Bulkhead advice on what to paint, and this this was a legitimate Optimus line that got a laugh out of me. Where Optimus walks up and goes, "I think it might need a caption." Great Optimus line, and when Bulkhead loses his shit and kind of storms away because it's it's a really dark fucked up painting optimus looks at it and goes it might need a longer <laughs> caption so yeah bulkhead's off to get another canvas and uh sorry he's going with and back with the decepticons megatron knows if he wants something done right he's gonna have to do it himself so he's gonna take care of bulkhead and he needs blitzwing and lugnut to go pick something up at sumdak tower yes but lugnut uh, addresses the point of we can't trust these constructicons to watch sumdak so who's gonna watch him cut to sumdak bound and in Megatron's cockpit as Megatron flies away. Yeah, he's got some tape over his mouth and back with Bulkhead, he and Sari are just walking along and she tells him, to, you know, you should paint what you feel. That's what artists do and don't worry about whether anybody likes it and now Bumblebee's suddenly here and he agrees with her and if you want to paint ugly blotches, Bulkhead, then who am I to tell you that it stinks? And Sari's like, you're not helping. <laughs> you think my work stinks? <laughs> um, then Megatron shows up and fires at them and you'd think it's a commercial break but then Sari sees her dad and goes, dad, and then it's a commercial break <laughs> when we come back they run for it and sorry thinks megatron must have her dad hostage all this time and bumblebee says well maybe he's been working for megatron all this time just saying yes just saying uh then megatron transforms and uh b and bulk are about to fire at him and sorry's like no 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 you're gonna hit my dad and i like b's line where he says something to the effect of so what are we supposed to do battle him with witty repartee <laughs> snappy comebacks yes snappy comebacks <laughs> but yeah megatron blasts at them and they die for cover and now here's the blue car again and bumblebee i know it it's a decepticon so he's off to go intercept yeah he fucks off and chases the blue racer and which i mean that leaves bulkhead to fight megatron alone and he gets taken out pretty quick he does protect sorry in a couple shots and you know brave bulkhead but megatron blasts his ass unconscious yep and even though they were just in the woods now bumblebee and the blue car are downtown and bumblebee <laughs> manages <laughs> to knock it into a street light and he's radioing and i took out that decepticar but Bulkhead's not answering, and it's because he's unconscious and being carried away by Megatron. And that doesn't seem to bug Bumblebee at all, because he just turns to the Blue Racer and is like, So, asshole, what are you going to do now? <laughs> and it transforms, and it's... Truck! Truck! Whoa! Hey there, fellas, got another delivery for you today. Oh, yeah, what's this one? I got a blur, and he's fast. Really fast? Really, really fast. You know, it's great, like fast transformers, and get the fuck out of here. All right, see you later, fellas. But yeah, it, it's blurred. Yeah. It's even John Bushida Jr. doing the voice. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's that props to that. Yeah. He is rather annoying, though. I, yeah. it, when he started talking, I realized that what I liked about Blur from G1 is that he didn't talk too much. Yes. <laughs> There's at least that as well after the movie anyway, in the movie he certainly talked a lot, but mm-hmm. did you notice he has the same elite guard Autobot symbol that like Magnus and Sentinel had in jazz? Yeah, well, he explains that he's part of the elite guard and, uh, oh no, he doesn't say that yet because we go back to, uh, he's going to say that, but uh, what we do now is we go to um, uh, Bulkhead who he basically Megatron saying, help me build the space bridge or else. And Bulk's like, fuck off. Yeah. Bulkhead tells him get bent and Megatron's like, fine, have it your way. And he shows him what they picked up at some deck tower. 
tower, and for fuck's sakes, it's the headmaster unit. At least it's not the headmaster with them. Yes, Thank yes, God thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he says, you're going to do my work, or I'm going to use a headmaster in you, which doesn't scare Bulkhead. He's like, yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Megatron's like, no, you don't understand. I'm going to take your body and use it to go and kill all your friends, and that's, um, whatever. But, and he's going to start with Dr. Sumdak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he agrees. Anyway, whatever. Commercial break. When we come back, we're at Optimus HQ, and Blur informs him, this two-parter should have been just called Exposition Part 1 and Exposition (laughs) Part 2. There's a lot of talking in these episodes. But Blur informs him uh, that he's with the Elite Guard, and he's been spying on them the whole time. Uh, I think he's requested backup. Yeah, he knows where the Decepticon base is, and he tried calling for reinforcements, but the Autobot forces are stretched too thin dealing with Decepticon activity at the fringes of the galaxy. And he knows Dr. Sumdak helped Megatron by reverse engineering the schematics for the space bridge. He knows Megatron got them from Optimus' ship, but he can't get the thing to work. Megatron can't, and that's why he's kidnapped Bulkhead. Yeah, and B points out, you should have told us this earlier. I mean, there's (laughs) it doesn't make sense, but yeah, in, in a legitimate military organization, would have made sure that the troops on the ground were aware of the enemy on the ground's plans. This is all dumb. I'm glad that we get rid of Blur pretty quick, but <laughs> Optimus decides, uh, oh, oh, we got to get the ship running. So Ratchet, you and Sari go to the ship, get the ship going, and uh, he says, get him back online. And the rest of us are going to go rescue Bulkhead. Okay, now I realize who he's talking about. Now that that line, I thought he meant to see if. Uh Bulkhead was still alive. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they're going to find out whether or not Sari's father is really working for Megatron, and Optimus doesn't know what to believe anymore, but he does promise that he'll bring Dr. Sumdak back alive. And then we go to Sumdak and Bulkhead, and this is, they, they're bickering about how to, how to build the bridge, and look, Sumdak's an idiot, we know that. Bulkhead, yes. we've already established the guy's a genius when it comes to this thing. So, I don't know, it's kind of dumb, but uh, the Constructicons get annoyed at getting orders from both of them and say, we're on a break! <laughs> yes, because they're just walking back and forth, carrying this huge fucking thing. And Bulkhead's like, no, no, you gotta do this with it. They go this way. And then Sumdak's like, no, 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 you gotta do this with it. And they go back the other yeah. way. <laughs> but yeah, it's break time. Let us know when you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're gone. And Sumdak, he suddenly believes that Bulkhead is purposefully sabotaging everything, which makes sense because he's a fucking idiot. Sumdak, that is. <laughs> um, and Bulk gets annoyed that nobody trusts him, nobody listens to him. So he starts yelling at Sumdak to go do this thing and get that in line. It's a bunch of Star Trek, you know, science fiction mumbo yeah, jumbo. Refuculate the discombobulator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sumdak like winks at him. Okay, I'll do it. Wink, wink, wink. And walks off. And back on the moon star. Scream sends his troops off to deal with Megatron, and the arrogant one pushes him out of the way to do it. And then the female one says something, whatever she said to him, and Starscream's like, Don't start with me, woman. So, what he's Jackie Gleason now? Like, yeah, <laughs> to the moon. Whoa, wait, we're already so, there. <laughs> so, so, Blur Optimus, B and Prowl, uh, they arrive at the entrance to Megatron's cave, which doesn't have a door this time. No. <laughs> um, and they enter and very quickly get attacked by Blitzwing and Lugnut. Yeah, because they can't detect the Decepticon signal, so they think they have the place to themselves, right? But the Decepticons can very much detect Autobot signals, and Lugnut reminds us that Dr. Sumdak gave them signal dampeners. That's why the Autobots couldn't detect them. And, and I would like to remind the writers of this show that the Autobots learned that at the very fucking beginning of this season. <laughs> So they should have been more careful. Really? But yeah, Blitzwing freezes Bumblebee's hands and then Optimus tries to split him in half with the axe, but Blitzwing just stops him literally cold with one hand. That was pretty badass. But yeah, Blitzwing changes to angry face and blasts him with fire, which melts Bumblebee's hands free. Then Prowl has kind of a neat spot where he he gets Lugnut in the legs, uh, but 
the Autobots are... They can't beat the Decepticons until Blur zips around them and just stasis cuffs them both yes. very quickly. And Bumblebee is like, all right, I admit it. I'm no longer the fastest. <laughs> Admitting it is the first step, Bumblebee. <laughs> so we go back to uh, Bulk and Megatron and Sumdak. Uh, they start up the space bridge and it doesn't work. And Sumdak goes, oh, it didn't work. Let's all go home. This guy's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and then it does work. Yeah, like much to Dr. Sumdak's surprise. And Megatron's going to conquer Cybertron. But then the Autobots come in through the wall. So no, he isn't. And then the Constructicons attack them. So yes, he is. And then there's an explosion and they all look up. And here's Starscream and his clones. Megatron gets Shockwave on the line, and for some reason, the monitor is 90 degrees to Megatron's left. But I guess his chair doesn't swivel, but does he like having neck problems or something? This isn't a real-world set with a film crew or studio audience where the fourth wall of the room would be. It's a cartoon. Why wouldn't the monitor be in front of him? Who set up the furniture in this place? All right, Bill, I got the TV set up. Bill, why is the coffee table behind the chair? Table went in the room first, Tim. Chair came later. But it's behind the chair. You said put the chair next to the coffee table, Tim. But the table's behind the chair. Behind it's still next to it, Tim. Work smarter, not harder. Can't we just move it so it's in front of the chair where it belongs? Can't move the table now, Tim. Chair's in the way. Well, at least turn the chair around. Not very good at this, are you, Tim? What? Turn the chair around isn't going to move the table, Tim. You're an idiot, you know that. Not my job to know. Here we are at the end of another episode of Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, A Bridge Too Close Park. Part one, Paul, what did you think? Because I'm way the fuck over here checking out. <laughs> oh, I thought it was kind of ridiculous that the Autobots didn't know about Bulkhead's expertise oh, from yeah. before. Like, they were on a Space Bridge repair crew. Like, really? didn't he ever say anything? Like, he knows how this stuff works. I definitely liked how they got John Machida Jr. back to play Blur. Like, I remember when I was watching this, I'm like, oh, I wonder who they got to play him. Because I figured he must be dead by now, right? But nope, very much alive. Yeah, so, I, I do. I well did like done. the number of Transformers in this episode, I'll, I'll be honest. That fight at the end, like when everybody started squaring off. So it wasn't just Blitzwing and Lugnut against the Autobots. It was the Autobots and Blur and Blitzwing and Lugnuts. And then the Constructicons and Megatron was there. And it, it felt like a real, the beginning of a real Transformers battle. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, the whole thing with Bulkhead, it was just... Like, they pulled that out of their ass. Yeah, like, why wouldn't Ratchet be the one? Eh, but yeah, or but... even if, you know what, the, in Auto Boot Camp, if they had have had one line about Bulkhead having amazing scores on Space Bridge, yeah. and then Optim or uh, Sentinel Mine or whatever he was at the time, was like, I don't care, I'm sending him to an asteroid anyway, I would have been fine with this, but it comes out of nowhere. It's, it's just weak weak shitty writing <laughs> if you want to see some weak weak shitty writing uh you can find us on twitter i'm at john soby paul's at p mcpherson one yeah make sure you rate interview us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with that wouldn't be too shitty of you and uh make sure you tell your friends tell everybody you know uh next episode we're doing obviously some part two of this one uh but you can tell your friends they can find old episodes of the transformers dipicus podcast show transformers dipicus.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transformers see you later I knew it.